When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. My name is John Schmelk, joined by Paul Dottino. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter if you want to get in touch with us that way. You certainly can. The Giants finished their preseason, Paul. They finished their third preseason game. This one, a loss in the fourth quarter and another close high-scoring game to the New York Jets. But the result isn't really what matters. It's how certain players played, and the Giants now putting together their 53-man roster, which must be final tomorrow by 4 o'clock. Brian Dable spoke today, and he intimated, uh, much like today, and we'll get to it, the Giants did release some players today. They will try to have uh, that cut down done before practice starts in the afternoon. So we're hoping that when we go live tomorrow at 3 o'clock, we're going to have our final 53, and if not, we'll just stay on until 4 o'clock, and then we'll wait for it to hit, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, and we'll give you some bonus Big Blue kickoff live. Uh, but the Giants did waive the following players today, and uh, I was happy to see that none of these guys were on my final 53, so <laughs> I wasn't super wrong, at least. I could still be moderately wrong, which is more likely. Just uh, so wait till tomorrow, John. Yeah, exactly. So the Giants <laughs> waived the following players today. Josh Rivas, Yusuf Corker, Ryan Santoso, Keelan Doss, Travis Tavoinen, Elijah Griffin, and Eric Smith. Paul Dottino? Well, I tell you, there are two guys on here that may be mild surprises to some people, depending upon the timing when you talk to them. When Corker first came to the Giants as an undrafted rookie free agent out of Kentucky, he had gotten a third-day grade by many of the draft Knicks. And so with the thin uh, situation at safety, a lot of people really thought Corker had a great chance to make it. And that made a lot of sense. Except that as the weeks went on during the practices, he became less and less a factor. Started out making a couple of plays the first few times he was here and then kind of faded into the background. So by the Agreed. time it got to today's cut or, or tomorrow's cut, if you will, uh, it made sense why he was no longer going to be here. And I mentioned uh, uh, that Thornton a couple of weeks ago, I thought, because I was kind of told by a little birdie, he had a real advantage on special teams. At the moment, he has survived. The other guy I think you want to just mention for a moment is uh, Elijah Griffin. Hey, Paul, Paul, I'm sorry. You said Thorne. You mean Trenton Thompson? Uh, Trenton Thompson. Thank you. Yep. I'm sorry. John, just want to make sure that I had the guy right. Okay. No. You know what, John? I, I've been all over the place today, no, so I appreciate, no you. I appreciate you getting on that no one problem. for me. Uh, yeah, Trenton Thompson out of San Diego State. Uh, but the, the other item is Elijah Griffin, who had just been cut by the Bills, and obviously the Giants picked him up quickly with a familiarity, knowing that the Buffalo people are now running the Giants. So I think there was a lot of logic saying, well, you know, they may know something about him. Maybe he's really going to bring something to the table. But in his very short time here, he did not show that. And so, obviously, uh, he has been let go. Other than that, I don't think there's really anything else to say. We know that Graham Gano is feeling fine after his concussion, so there was really no reason to keep another kicker in Sentoso. Yeah, and, and, and if you go back, too, by the way, uh, Rivas is a player that they had let go previously. 
Mm-hmm. So you knew that he probably was not going to be around. And they literally tried to cut Keelan Doss twice, but injuries kept him um, right. on the roster. So those two should not have been surprises. And Travis Travoynin was just brought on last week. Uh, just as a numbers game. And Eric Smith is a guy who has traditionally been a tackle, but they needed numbers at guard, and he kind of has been playing there. And it kind of has shown that he's more of a tackle than a guard in in the time he's played there. So, again, I agree. None of that is a surprise. So, Paul, why don't we just go through some some main points from the game, and then I have my 53-man here. I have Jeff Fields as well. Lance typically is going to wait to the last second to send it in. <laughs> so I can't criticize him ahead of time, which is unfortunate. But I will. Don't worry. And we'll still have fun with it. Um, but in terms of the game, uh, I have an article up there talking about use player usage on Giants.com right now. It's on my Twitter feed. Go find it. A link. It's my... It, it, it's called the film review, but it's really more of a, a, a player participation report because I do think that's that's significant in terms of trying to figure out how they're going to work this roster. But I, look, I, th- I think the the two stars of the game for me uh, on offense was Davis Webb, and he said to, to us post game when we were interviewing in the locker room that mm-hmm. this has been by far his best preseason as a pro. Another efficient day at the at the office for him, despite the fact the the pass protection was not very good. He just seemed in command in the offense. I think he's been as accurate as I've ever seen him in his two preseason games, even more accurate than he is in practice, to be quite honest with you. And then uh, I think on defense, Austin Calitro, and he made some plays in the first preseason game. He had a tackle for loss, which was actually even more impressive to me than the interception. And I think he's trying to make a really strong case here for uh, making this final 53. So for me, those are the two stars before we started getting to some of the nitty-gritty of the of the roster. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody could dispute what you just said, John. And it's a shame because I don't see their room for a third quarterback on the 53. So I think Davis Webb is going to have to look at the practice squad once again. And I know it's going to be hard to do because he made some splash plays, but I don't see Calitro making this roster either. Now, you know, I can remember some years ago, um, Corey Washington had a touchdown in five consecutive preseason games and then was practice squad and never got a chance to get called up. So these preseason stars attract a lot of attention, but it doesn't automatically mean that they're going to make it. Um, You remember um, Odonaje, the defensive lineman, some years ago, John? Mm Mm-hmm who had had a really good preseason. Israel, right? Israel was his first yes. name? Yes. Mm-hmm. For, we, they, we, they picked him up from the Bears. Yeah. He had been cut. And the Giants grabbed him, and preseason played really well. And we all agreed, like, okay, this guy is definitely, in terms of his preseason production, he's a keeper. Well, turned out. He wasn't a keeper. And by the way, and just to point out, it hasn't just been Cleetro in games either. He's made plays in practice too. He he, has. And he's basically been the backup middle linebacker. I mean, he's been with the second team most of camp. So, you know, he he has earned his way into reps. It's not like this is just like, you know, some flashes. He has been pretty good. Well, for me, the four middle linebackers or interior linebackers, I should say, are Martinez, McFadden, Crowder, and Coughlin. You aren't counting Cam Brown in that group? I'm counting Cam Brown as an edge. Okay, and that's fine. So Coughlin edged out uh, Calitro for me for the final spot. And that's simply because Coughlin has more versatility. Coughlin uh, obviously played specials like Calitro did, uh, has done some stuff inside, but also has done stuff out on the edge. And with the Giants having a bunch of guys nicked up on the edge as we start the season... I thought that Coughlin's versatility gave him the edge over Calitro. Yes. That was a hard one for me, but yeah, that, that was where I landed. That was the one of the last decisions I made, too, at, at linebacker with Calitro and Coughlin. And initially, I put Coughlin on because he had, took 22 special team snaps the other day right. um, on Sunday, which was the second most on the team to only Cam Brown. He was on all the, all the kick coverages team, so that's valuable. You mentioned his versatility on defense. But I'll be honest, Paul, I found a way to put both on. Okay, that's but good. Because I did not want to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, who else could I find to boot off so I could keep both of these guys? So that's what I did. All right, so we talked about the game. Why don't we talk about the 53 men then? All right, Paul, so I guess we'll just kind of go through the positions and just kind of see where we're similar and where we're different. That sounds good? Sure, why not? 
All right. and, and remember now, we're talking about what we think the first 53 the first is going 50, yes. to be. I should not say first, the last 53. Yes, because the last 53 will feature a bunch of guys that are not on the roster Yeah, right now. I, so, I, yes. I don't even, I mean, this is, this is it, it is, is a crapshoot, but the last 53 is impossible to guess. It should be for, I, I should have said the first 53 on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, okay? And I'll have some notations here in terms of what they might do after that, too, without a ton of details, because I think it's... It's kind of a guess at this point, Yeah, right? it's too much of a guess, really. So, uh, both of us, as you just mentioned, only have two quarterbacks. I got to admit, I had Davis Webb on, Paul. Okay. Um, and then he was the last guy I took off to make room for Calitro. No kidding! And I think, here's just a guess. When they put either Shane Lemieux or Ellerson Smith on IR, I think he might get added back. Because remember, Davis Webb is a veteran, so he does not go through the waiver process. Right. So they might say, Davis, look, like we're going to let you go here, but we promise you, after the roster is shuffled, we're going to re-sign you to a real contract. So he won't go anywhere else then, because he's going to be, get, you know, because he'll be on the opening day roster with the contract. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see that going. And Jeff actually put all three quarterbacks on, believe it or not. I know. I, I saw his email as well. Uh, you know my fondness for Davis Webb. I know. I, th- I think the upset of the century is that Jeff and I have him eventually getting on, and you have him off. It's like bizarre world. <laughs> yeah, it's well. Look, it's well documented. I've been a Davis Webb guy ever since he came out of Cal, but I look at the way the Giants' roster is, and I just can't afford to keep the third guy. Now, having said that, I've got Davis Webb staying in the building because right. for me, he's either going to be the practice squad quarterback as the third string. Or perhaps if, for whatever reason, he decides, okay, fine, you know what? I, uh, I gave it my best shot again. It didn't work out. I think I'm, I'm going to hang it up. Well, if he does that, we already know he was offered to be the Bills quarterback's coach this past offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants then hired him on as assistant quarterback's coach but he keeps himself in shape, yeah. and if they need him at some stretch during the season out of an emergency, it wouldn't shock me if him, if then he got activated again. The point is, I don't think Davis Webb is leaving the building. Look, and, and I don't, I do not have him technically on my first fifty-three, so take that for what you will. But yeah, I think all of us are kind of in the same uh, same boat there. Okay, running backs. Um, Jeff and I are identical, Paul. We both kept four. Barkley, Breda, Antonio Williams, and Brightwell, and yep. I was. And are, are are you on the same page? You have four yep. as well. I got those same four. And the reason Breda played all the special teams on Sunday, Williams played all the special teams on Sunday, Brightwell played all the special teams on Sunday. Correct. So that's why you can keep four because they're all going to participate in specials. I really want Corbin to sneak through the practice squad, too. Yes, he is one of my practice squad In the yeah, worst way, I want that kid to make it. I really hope he does. Agreed, 100%. All right, so I don't think we need to go much further on that. We're on the same page there. Um, wide receiver, I bet you all of ours are going to be different here. So Feigs has Galladay, Tony, Shepard, Robinson, and I think all both of us have all four of those guys, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And then the next two guys, he is David Sills and Richie James. I have David Sills and C.J. Board, and you have... Sills, James, and Bachman. I okay. have seven. Wow, you put James and Bachman on, huh? I have seven as of now, but that's going to be a position that changes come next week. Okay, fair enough. Tight end... Jeff has three, Bellinger, Myrick, and Hudson. I just have two here. I have Bellinger and Myrick, and then I think they'll add a third when they get to um, when, when they get to the post-53. And, look, Hudson's only been here a little while. Maybe they've liked what they've seen so much that he makes the team. There's just no way for me to predict that, Paul. You know, I yeah. just haven't seen enough to make that call. So that's nothing against Tanner Hudson. I just don't know. So And I put Myrick on because, again— he was a huge special teams contributor in that game, Paul. They went out of their way to make sure he got a lot of special team snaps in that right. game, and he only played 12 offensive snaps. That tells me that, all right, well, we've seen enough from you offensively, but he played 16 special team snaps. That's a big deal. So that's why I have Myrick on as tight end number two. Yeah, I, I not only do I agree with that move, I've got two tight ends also. Mm. My second guy. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Bellinger got concussed yesterday, right? Yes. Well, well, they never said if he they said he was evaluated. I don't think they ever actually said whether or not he was yes or no on that. Okay. Yeah, and I don't remember Dable saying anything specific about him today. He did not. No. So 
I'm kind of in limbo on that, but but I'm keeping Bellinger and Myrick. Now, Myrick, the other reason why is, um, and I don't know what if I have this. I, in fact, I don't have the particular snap count on this, but I recall seeing him line up as an H-back or a fullback yep. a few times. 100%, yep. And I don't recall seeing the other tight ends do that. So for the position versatility, I'm keeping him as my second tight end. But I would not at all be surprised if he gets subbed out next week. All right, I'm going for 10. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. I agree. Um, Offensive line, uh, I think the ones that we all have in common here are Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, Mark Lewinsky, Evan Neal, and Josh Azudu, right? So that's seven. Sure. That I think we all have in common. Actually, that's six, pardon me. That's six we that all have six. in common. That is six. So in addition to that, Fiegels had Jamil Douglas, Ben Bredesen, and Devery Hamilton. I decided to keep 10 offensive linemen. So I have Devery Hamilton, Ben Bredesen, Jamil Douglas, and Max Garcia because I'm assuming Lemieux is going to go to injured reserve. Right. So then you still have nine left after that. So those, so I, I will eventually have nine, but my initial 53 has 10 because Lemieux obviously has to be on your roster. Yeah. I went with a hybrid of both of you guys. I have nine, and I went with Hamilton, Garcia, and Douglas. No Bredesen. Bredesen to injury reserve, I don't like the sound of his elbow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about his injury. I have not heard yay or nay on that. If that's the case, then obviously I would definitely go in that direction. Yeah, and I think that's probably where the wide receiver move comes in. My okay. seventh receiver may wind up going down when I add a potential 10th offensive lineman next week. Got it. So you think they'll carry 10 to start the regular season? I think that's very possible, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not real happy with the health situation of Azudu. Um, we keep hearing that it may not be very serious, but he's missed so much time. I, I'm, I'm just concerned. I'm okay. concerned that he may not be available. Right. Even though it doesn't look like it's serious, John, uh, I, I'm just a little leery. He has not had nearly enough of practice reps for a rookie to be able to guarantee that he's going to have the stuff down. No question. All right, by the way, I'm going to open up the phones right now at 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. We're going to go through our defense. Then we're going to take your calls again. It's 201-939-4513. Uh, we do not, Pearson is back, but he's on a shoot right now. You'll see an Eli Manning show coming up in the weeks. He's big time in us, John. Yeah, he is absolutely big time in us. I, <laughs> it's, it's tragic. So I will be screening your calls cold like usual. I'll put you on hold, and I'll bring you on, and I'll, and I'll ask you what your name is and, and uh, where you're calling from. So get on the line, Paul. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, interior defensive line, I'm actually surprised. I thought I would be a uh, lone man on, on board with this one. Um, no, actually, I take that back. I, I thought about going six here. I ended up on five. So Feegs and I are actually the same. We both have Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Nicholas Williams, DJ Davidson, and Jalen Holmes. Justin Ellis was one of my last guys off. I had a really trouble delineating him, Holmes, and Nicholas Williams, to be honest with you. I thought that was very tough to do. Um, but I wound up with uh, Ellis off and those other two guys on. Though I would not be surprised if I'm wrong on one of those. This was one of the tougher decision points for me. I took six, John. Oh, I see, took you six. made it easy on yourself. Well, I'm, I'm counting Ward as a defensive lineman. Okay. I, I know he's an edge guy to most people. But I look at that 285-pound, 290-pound frame, and no matter what anybody else lists him as, I'm going to list him as a defensive lineman because he's got the ability to stand up on the edge. Right, he, remember, can, he was he was actually technically the outside linebacker starter on Sunday correct. night on the play-by-play. Correct. Correct. I'm, I'm well aware of that. No, and that's fine. You can class him however but, you want. When I, when I see in him is a guy who can play down either as an end or even inside at, at one of the tackle spots. So because I, I see him potentially playing down at two line spots and outside at only one stand-up spot, I considered him a defensive lineman. Okay. So I went with your five guys plus Ward. Ellis did not make it for me. Oh, so you put Holmes and Williams over Ellis as well. 
Holmes, Williams, uh, and Davidson were my backups behind Leonard Williams and Lawrence. And as I say, Ward is a flex guy for me to use a fantasy football term. Can you believe I just did that? Uh, we're going to have Paul in a fantasy football league before the season's over. No, that's not wonderful. happening. Um. So Ward is my flex <laughs> lineman because of and, – and again, part of the reason is because – Two different defensive line spots and potentially on the edge, which we already know is badly bruised at the moment. Fair enough. Okay, so not much. We haven't had much deviation here, Paul. It's not that hard, John. So, well, you know, I think that honestly, I think we say that. I think when we get to the end of this process, (laughs) we'll have everybody wrong. (laughs) I think we're going to have a lot more surprises than what we're anticipating. Well, by next week, there'll be a bunch. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think even tomorrow, because we just, you know, it's just hard for us to know, like, Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know, we say it's important. This guy's been with the twos all camp. Well, maybe with Brian Dable, that doesn't mean anything. But we just don't know that yet. Well, Because you know we haven't seen him cut down a roster, you know? Besides what we don't know about Dable and Shane, which is clearly a significant part of this process, there are so many guys. Did you know, and now I didn't confirm this, but somebody counted over the weekend that the Giants at one time or another – have had 35 different players miss at least one practice. I mean, I, I, that's probably pretty common throughout the league, though, I would say. Guys miss practice all the time, even okay, for veteran but, days. But unfortunately with the Giants, a bunch of guys not only have missed a practice or two, it's usually three, four, or five, right. and we get told they're working through something. They're day-to-day. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. Uh, so that really puts this thing in flux. Let's go to the outside linebacker slash edge group, Paul. Obviously, you know, all of us have in common, you know, you have Ward in your other group. We have Ward in this group. So okay. Fegels and I both have Thibodeau, Ojolari, Ward. In fact, we have the exact same group. Smith, Zimenez, and Roche. Both of them have six, including Ward. I'm assuming you have five without Ward, correct? Uh, I have Tibbs, Ojolari, Zimenez, Roche, Smith, and Brown. Oh, you have Cam in this group. Yeah, I, I have, have Cam in that group. I have Cam Brown as uh, listed as inside linebacker. So that's fine, and 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 so does Jeff. So we're on the same page here. We have the same group. I tell you what, I think Tom and Fox has really made a case for himself, but I think you have a better chance of getting him through waivers to the practice squad. So that's why I think Zimenez and Roche get on. But it would not shock me if Roche if uh, Fox got on ahead of Roche. Well, to me, Fox has come on strong toward the end of camp. I didn't think he showed much or flash early on, but has done better and better. Uh, he was my secret sleeper of the of the uh, of the Giants rookie undrafted free agents, and I was really embarrassed to talk about it because the first couple weeks I didn't see much, and I was thinking to myself, "Man, I really went to sleep on this one." Huh. And then he started to show. Um, I think he's practice squad. I don't think there's enough there to put him on the 53. Fair enough. All right, let's go to inside linebacker. We already kind of touched on this. Blake Martinez, Micah McFadden, Tay Crowder, Cam Brown. We all have them on, uh, including Jeff and myself and you, Paul, I would assume. And then we talked about it already. I have Coughlin and Calitro on. Uh, Jeff just has Coughlin on. So I'm the only one of our group with with Calitro on the roster. Yeah. So that's where we're different there. And by the way, the reason I mentioned Coughlin with the special team snaps, O'Shane Zimenez played every special team yes. in the game on Sunday too. So His star's was... on the rise too, John. He's been making waves the last couple of His weeks. last couple he's of getting... weeks he's come on. Even though he made some bad penalties early in the preseason, there's no question as practice has progressed, he has been more and more a flasher. Yeah, and I say that's the same for Max Garcia too, by the way. Since they put pads on and started doing stuff in games – I think Garcia has looked a lot mm-hmm. better, too, to better. be honest with I you. I agree. Um, all right, let's go to cornerbacks. All of us have the same top four. Adoree Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Darnay Holmes, Cordell Flott. That's the easy one. Then it gets tough, right? I didn't know what to do with Rodarius Williams, Paul. He hasn't practiced in like a month. I, I, I don't know what to do with him. So you know I, I love the kid, but I got problems with him not being on the field. So I left him off. So and did I. I put Zion Gilbert on as my fifth cornerback. So did I. And Jeff has Rodarius Williams there. I just didn't know what to do with him. If they bring him on and then I are him, that wouldn't surprise me either. You know what I mean? That Rodarius is one of the guys where I just couldn't figure out what to do with him. Yeah. You know what would really gave me a problem? When I talked to him during the uh, mini camp uh, earlier in the summer, he had told me he felt like he was ready to go then, and they were only holding him back because, medically speaking, they thought it was the safe thing to do. But he said physically he felt like he could go. 
He was just basically jumping off the table as I spoke to him about how enthusiastic he was. Well, since training camp started, he had a couple of practices, as you recall, and then they put him out on the side. I haven't seen him with that hop in his step when he's around the practice field, smile. This is a guy who loves to hop and bop and smile, and he's energetic. Sounds he's like, like you. the Energizer Bunny. I haven't seen it, John. Whenever you see him with the trainers on the side, he looks sullen. He looks disappointed. He looks frustrated. He looks bummed out. I'm going to go with his body language <laughs> telling me he knows something that we don't, that they're probably holding him back a lot longer than we thought, and that's going to put him on IR for the season. All right, and finally, the safety position. I think all of us have four guys, correct? Um, I have McKinney, Love, Dane Belton. And Trenton Thompson's my fourth guy because again, if you look at who played special teams on Sunday, he played a lot of them. Yep. And so I and, and he's flashed some plays. He's you know Xavier McKinney actually had really good things to say about him. So did Julian Love at the podium. So I have uh, Thompson as my fourth safety here. But I could definitely see a waiver claim coming at corner safety uh, as well as the on the offensive line. To be honest with now, you. Now I, I I did go with ten defensive backs, but I had I had Metters in there. Oh, you have Met. See, I did not put Metters on. You and Jeff did put Metters on. Jeff did not put Trenton Thompson on. Ah, okay. And and let me just say this: uh, I think that's where you're also going to have two guys swapped out. Yeah, I think so too. Jeff also added a very bold prediction. Do you want to hear his very bold prediction? Yeah, the the trade. Brightwell traded to the Patriots for a draft pick or a player, and Corbin makes the team. Well, saying that they, he thinks Joe Judge really likes him as a player, so he tried to. And I wouldn't be surprised in that regard because his logic is very sound. Mm-hmm. The Giants have an extra running back who I think is quality enough to make it, but I don't think they're going to want to give up Brightwell because I think he's going to be the kickoff returner. And I also think he's too valuable on coverage. And the Giants' coverage units have continued to be porous the entire preseason. You think Brightwell I, ahead of Antonio Williams on kick return, huh? I do. Okay. Interesting. I do. And so um, I, I just don't think they're going to want to give up Brightwell because Corbin's not going to give you kick coverage like Brightwell will. All right. Fair enough. 201? And then we got the three specials. And then we had the three specials, yeah. obviously. Grand Same Pino, guys. Jamie Gillen and Casey Crowder. Yes, yep. 100%. All right, so there you go. I, yeah, we probably, what, like four or Pretty five close. guys different? It was actually, and guys, trust me, I had not seen Paul's list. He had not seen mine. Like, I'm learning as we go. And I opened up Jeff Fiegel's email like a minute before the show. So I was surprised by that, too. And all of us are pretty much on the same page. It's the back end, the cornerback, back end, the safety, back end, the linebacker, back end of offensive line, which is kind of, and wide receiver. So which how many guys do you our... think are going to be swapped out now, John? Well, I think two guys are going to go to IR. So you'll have two new guys added just from that. And I think you'll have two or three others after that. So I think you're looking at four to four or five. Yeah, I'm, I'm now thinking it could be as high as five. I, I thought four I to, as of last week, but I'm thinking five now. If I had to bet, I'd say four. Uh, you know what, though? No, I take it back. I think there will be five. I think there'll be five. Your over-under in the show, you said, was three, three and, and a half. half. I had to go yeah, over. I'm gonna I go thought that half. was just too low. Yeah, four and a half, you know, yeah. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Four and a half, you would have had, you would have had, had me had nervous. You. All right, perfect. That's how I always try to make you nervous, Paul. I know you do. All right, here we go. 201-939-4513. Let's go to the phone calls again. We don't have a screener, so I'm just going to say, what's your name and where you're calling from? Call you on the air. Hi, uh, it's Cliff from New York. What's up, Cliff? Yeah, thanks for the roster talk. I'm excited about the roster. My, my biggest thing is I, w- I want to see as many guys, both draftees and free agents from last year's team, get a chance to play for this new coaching staff. Uh, I would really love to see that. Meanwhile, uh, I was really lit up by Coach Dable's comment about Galladay in the presser yesterday. Uh, he's doing everything. He's done everything we've asked of him, and that took me back to 2007, when Jerry Reese was asked the same thing, uh, sometime in the second half of the season, when nobody dared dream where we were going to end up at the end, 
They asked Jerry Reese the same thing about Eli Manning, and his answer was, he's done everything we've asked of him. And that, that just hit me so hard at the time because it seemed to help explain, you know, everybody's into stars, but, but it's a team sport. Well, Cliff, and even, Cliff I, 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 yeah. I will interrupt you real quick. That's just one of Brian Dable's go-to phrases. He says that. Oh, about, really? He says that about everybody. It is. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, correct. That's kind no, of no, like no, the players who are just working through something. Yes. No such luck. No, no such luck. Yeah. So basically, I mean, Cliff, what I'm saying is that if if they, if they think a guy is, is is it's 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 almost not a comment on how well they're playing. It's a comment on how good of a player and teammate they've been in terms of buying into the program and working hard. Oh, okay. So in that other words, well, don't read anything into it. Yes. Correct. All right. All right, and that's the same fine, way, by I, the I, way, I would not read anything into the whole. Oh, he's um, competing with the rest of the wide receivers. Like Kenny Galladay's not getting traded. He's not getting cut. Correct. Anybody assume like thinking that might happen is off base, and it's impossible just because of the salary cap machination. So mm-hmm. okay, okay, put that that, away. no problem. But I was I was wanting to ask you about the Eli quote for a while now, and and this was my big chance with both of you guys on the line because. Uh, at the time, I took it to mean like the quarterback isn't supposed to do everything, especially on the Giants, you know. And maybe things have changed with quarterbacks uh, since then, which I'm trying to learn from you guys, that it's, it's really with the rule changes and other things, uh, the, uh, that if you don't have a very top-level QB, you're not going to win. But um, I, I, I just thought that that hit me very hard at the time, that there were too many people that didn't, think of it as a team game and that Eli was just fine and that even when Eli started to have ultimate success they were still questioning whether he was really that good and uh, and I just thought everybody was missing something no yeah no? I think unfortunately I think you just have to take the comment at face value I don't think any of these comments that were made in the last 2 days are true hints of what they really think or want to do. Yeah, Brian I just Dable, don't think so. He tries to avoid those at all costs. Yep. Okay. Well, the other thing I'm getting from him is that I'm beginning to wonder that maybe we can think of uh, – I didn't think our coach was that bad last year, um, but I'm beginning to think that maybe with this guy and his staff, we might actually have an edge uh, going against other teams in, ter- in terms of coaching. It certainly seems possible with these guys. I mean, look, we're, I'm not, look, I think you feel good about the offensive staff and defensive staffs they put together, but until you see them in games, you know, you're, yeah. just, you're, you're not going to have a good feel for it. And it's going to mm-hmm. come – and, look, coaching is important, but, it, you know, it's still going to come down to the talent you have out there on the field too. And, you know, last year's coaching staff was crippled by Daniel Jones not playing for six games and the quarterback situation being very poor and an offensive line that was basically non-functional. So you put those two things together, and that's how you get the, the six games they did in the last year where the team was virtually unwatchable. And I still maintain, and I've said this to you, Paul, I've said it on the air, if Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt, the Giants probably squeeze out two or three more wins at the end of last year, and Joe Judge is probably the head coach again this season, to be quite honest I with you. I think there's a lot of sentiment in that and a lot of logic in that, John. I would not argue that one bit. And again, that's not me saying they shouldn't have made a change or that Brian Dable's not great. But a coach is impacted by what's going on on the field. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you guys, all three of you uh, on the roster predictions, did you all have Tay Crowder in there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, sh- he sure has looked good. I- I'm still thinking about what Carl was saying during the radio cast in the last game last year, that Tay just wasn't big enough. Did he put on weight? No. And they were running right at him. No, not really. I think no. he's been a little more aggressive this year. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit getting upfield. But look, I mean... Tay is what he is. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a guy you're going to plug in there, and, and, and he's, he's going to do what the coaches ask of him. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Uh, I'm here. I yeah. know. I'm uh, just taking a joke. Yeah. Did, did, uh, did Derek uh, uh, Henry uh, put on weight, and he's supposed to be even bigger now and stronger, but maybe not as fast? Did I hear that someplace? I think Derrick Henry is going to be Derrick Henry. I don't, you know, he, I don't, <laughs> at, at, at 29 years old, you aren't changing. Bigger yeah. and stronger is kind of yeah. scary to me. Thank you, Joey. I know. That's what scared me. That's what scared me. And I was thinking of Tay facing up to him. But Blake is going to be in the game, isn't he? Yeah, but both of them could be in there. I think the bigger issue is when they start running at your edges. That, yep. and, uh, and, and you're not yep. running at the Jihad Ward side and you're running at the other side. And, yep. how, and how's that going to go? Yep, yep, yep. All right, we got to yep. run, man. Okay, thanks. Thank you. 
201-939-4513. I want to try to rapid fire these calls, folks. I want to get through as many guys as we can. Call, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's Rich in Queens. How's it going? Rich, what's up, Hi. man? Not much, not much. Uh, John, I think you alluded to this last week as a crazy hypothetical, but I don't see a need for Brita right now. Um, I know it's probably crazy, and uh, I'm sure he's going to make the roster. Uh, you mentioned now we play special teams, and that's a big thing. But so did Corbin, so did Brightwell, so did Williams. So even if you didn't carry him, you still have three special teamers at the position. Yeah, Corbin, didn't, Corbin doesn't do as much on the coverage team, though, as, 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 yeah, as Brita does. Fair enough, fair enough. But I still, I mean, Corbin just impressed me so much for a guy. I mean, you know, younger, cheaper. I just thought that, you know, he looked really, really good. And to be honest, I mean, we didn't see much of Brita at all. Yeah, Rich. Look, that wouldn't that I wouldn't be blown away, shocked if that happened. But I, the way they used Brita on Sunday actually made me think that he would, made me more sure that he would make it than not. Like if you didn't see him on any specials and he ran the ball like six times, then I'd have my radar up. But the fact that they used him on like all the coverage teams tells you that they probably have a role for him here. Brita is is by pure speed the fastest of the Giants running I mean, backs. Paul, he was a gunner on the first punt coverage. Correct, and that's why they put him there. Right. Because he is lightning fast, especially his straight-ahead speed. And um, I I know I, the, the Buffalo connection and them bringing him down here like they did, no, I, I can't see any way he's gone. So I will be very, very shocked if that happens. I hear you, I hear you. One other thing. Uh Corners. Um, coverage wasn't terrible all preseason. Tackling, I thought, was awful. Slot the other day, uh, just too thin right now. Can't really make a tackle. Can't stop anybody. Give up the sideline. Um, but Robinson missed a tackle in the backfield on the first drive, too. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that. Had a, the did. running back, you know, two, two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Really, really concerning. Uh, coverage, I didn't think it was bad, but the, the tackling, I mean, you gotta got to make some of these tackles. I don't know if it's willingness or, or what it is, but that was that was tough. just uh, it, it. It was an aberration. Aaron Robinson is a very physical corner. He is N- not afraid to hit people, not afraid to wrap up. That was just a play that got away from him. I would not put any value or stock in that missed tackle at all. Now I will say this though, Richie, I think I am more concerned about the coverage than Paul is. No, I'm very concerned about the the backup coverage. Yeah, well, the I'm, starters. I'm, I'm also, I feel I'm also good. concerned about the starter coverage. So okay. that that's where that's I think fair. me and you diverge. Yep. Yep. I hear you. I hear you. One last thing, uh, and I'll jump off. I know you got to run. Yep. Um, something I noticed, not exactly giant related, but saw Zach Wilson in the booth a bunch. Found it really odd. He didn't have any kind of headset or listening to plays or anything. I don't know. Just seemed really, really weird for a young guy just sitting up there having a good time. I thought he might have been. You know, listening or chiming in or something like well, that. Well, I'm he, sure if he was a little odd choice. Yeah, I'm sure if he was on, on the sideline, Rich, he would have been wearing one of those. I bet you his knee injury though um, pro- precluded him from being down there mm-hmm. because it probably isn't stable enough in case he gets hit. Somebody goes into the bench area or something like that, and you can't put him in the coach's booth, and you can't put one of those headsets in a non-secure location, which would be the coach's booth or the sideline. So because of his location, he probably wasn't allowed to wear one of those things, is my bet. I think you explained that very well, John. Fair enough. I didn't know that. Thanks a lot, guys. No, no problem, Richie. Thanks for the call, man. Good stuff, as always. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I, the way they use Breda, I don't think he's going anywhere. I just don't. And I think they really like Antonio Williams, but I just think, you know, Breda's a guy that, you know, I think has the ability to, to run the football and, to your point, has that breakaway speed, and he's had success in the league, Paul. He knows the system. Uh, there's a proven track record. And look, I don't want to jinx him, but number 26 has had injury issues the last three years. Um, I want to believe, and I'm really banking on him being able to play the full 17 games and being healthy in doing so. The Giants need him to be Barkley again. But if by some stretch of the imagination, he becomes limited and they need a regular guy who's proven to run the rock, while I believe that Brightwell and Williams and even Corbin have the ability to do that in spots, Breed is the more proven guy. He's the veteran. He knows the system. He knows the blocking scheme. He knows the offensive line coach. He knows the center. I think if they got into trouble for a couple of weeks and Barkley had a sit, I think Breeder would be the lead back. They would go more by committee 
uh, than with Barkley in there. But I still think Breida would be the lead running back. Agree 100% on everything you just said. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Caller, you're on the air. Caller, if you heard a click, that means you're on. Going once. We're going twice. We are sold. That was the count for the people that didn't know it. It's really bad that all my pop culture references are now like Sesame Street characters and stuff like that. That's the price of having a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Hey, don't be dissing Sesame Street. I love that. Sesame Street's a staple in the Schmelk It's great. I have nothing you bad can, to say about Sesame Street. It's universal. Street. Everybody yeah. knows Sesame Street. A lot of different characters than when you were growing up there, Paul. There, there were. There were. But the, the beauty is that Sesame Street never gets old and never goes out of style. That's the beauty of it. It lasts forever. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 201-939-4513. Hey, folks, Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just $100. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Next caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? All right. Now, you know, it's Rick in Tampa. Thanks for uh, tweeting uh, back to me so I know what time. I, I'm sitting there yelling to my phone. I didn't hear the click on that last call. And I'm sitting there going, hey, it's me. It's me, Rick. <laughs> and you're going, going once, going twice. You go, wait a second. I'm talking into the phone. And I, I guess I didn't hear the click. No, it wasn't How you. you I don't think. I don't think it was you, Rick. No. Yeah. No, exactly. it wasn't right. me. Correct. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paul, why are you even saying that about Barkley? Come on, man. Come on. We, I, we, know, we put, I know. I know. I know. Look, trust that. me. I. Uh, if I didn't no. love bunny rabbits so much, I would be carrying <laughs> rabbits' feet in my pockets every time I go to the stadium. Oh, gosh. That's why you're not watching the Yankees right now. Two crappy losses in a row to Oakland. That's embarrassing. Not good. So, but not good. Not good. Uh, uh, John, i got to ask you the first question everybody wants to know is, uh, now that we're getting ready to start the season, are you going to keep Strahan on the opening credit on the song? I mean, on the opening line of the show, or are you going to put in Dable? No, I've no the, the 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 people on the on the front line of this are all f- giant greats of days past. So no, no, that you're will not stay. Kidding. All right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I know. Usually, you like to have the new coach. You did it with Joe, and I just well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a season's worth of Brian Dable mic'd up on the sideline <laughs> to pick a good line from yet. All right, yeah, I mean that's the truth. Right. That's <laughs> the truth. All right. Uh, Hey, listen, could they just cut everybody on that last drive uh, against the Jets on the defense? That, well, they might be. The most, <laughs> I mean, but, but, they but, should all be. It was embarrassing. I mean, the tackling, the coverage, the – oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, they all probably won't make the team, correct? I mean, most of the guys – I would have to look who sees on the field, but most of the guys on the field on that drive were, were not final oh, roster guys. All right. With that said, that, that was just – Terrible. I have a lot of concern, and I know you might, I've been having problems getting on today, so I didn't hear a lot of the early conversations. But this whole Galladay thing—I have such a concern right now for the offensive uh, weapons and the wide receivers of this team that it seems like our season is crumbling with our wide receivers. Of what's going on here? When Colin Johnson went down, and we all, you guys, me, everybody in Giant Land, really had some promise for him, and when he goes down. It kind of, and then with this Galladay stuff, I mean, what are they really going to do? What's your thoughts on this? Because it's right now, and Daniel Jones needs every bit of help he can get to, to, to not fail. And what looked promising a couple of weeks ago has now turned so sour with the whole Galladay thing. Well, I don't understand. Uh, so the, the, it's turned sour because of Colin Johnson getting hurt? And this Galladay stuff about him not, he's just not, it's just not, Play and performing, whatever, all this stuff we're hearing about him. I mean, the contract and all this stuff. Has Galladay done anything to make you think he's going to be number one go-to receiver for Daniel Jones? I mean, he had a couple good practices a couple weeks ago. Has he been great in in the summer? No, but look, he's going to be out there. He's going to be starting. He's going to play a lot of snaps. So this whole Galladay thing that everyone's worried about, it's not a thing. He's here. Like, it is what it is, and we'll see whether or not he plays well or not. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I'm not going to overreact 
to to training camp and, and preseason games for a guy that does have a long NFL track record. I mean, Paul, I remember. Do you remember when the you? I'm sure you do. You remember when the Giants signed Janoris Jenkins? Sure. Do you remember how awful he was in his first training camp here? Mm-hmm. He couldn't cover anybody. He was nope. a disaster. Nope. And then he shows up in the regular season, he was fine. So yep. I learned my lesson that summer where when you have a guy, and look, Galladay's had a couple years since he's been dominant. He's had injuries since then. So maybe things have changed. That's all possible. I'm not ruling that out. It's 100% possible. But they don't really have an option to go any other direction. So you just have to roll him out there and see how he does, and you hope that the track record proves to be accurate. And you and you go and you make your decisions from there. Because of the contract situation, they really don't have any other options at this point, even if they wanted to do something about it. Look, I think yeah. to be don't fair, okay, and I, and, and I want to be fair here, and I, and I said this on another program that I, that I was doing earlier this morning. The thing with Galladay is as follows. Uh, he's still in the prime of his career age-wise. He is healthy right now, as opposed to when he battled through four different injuries last year and clearly emotionally was was on the down, especially during the second half of the season when this offense fell off a cliff, okay? So let's just take that at face value. Take into account that during the offseason, he stayed here in New Jersey to work with Daniel Jones, and they did a lot of tossing and catching during the course of the offseason because Galladay said, I thought it was important for me to be focused and to be on the same page as my quarterback to build that chemistry. Throw that into the equation. That's got to make you feel a little bit better. Now, when you look at what happened this past month, he was very inconsistent, had more subpar days than good days, and I could absolutely understand why he's now a show-me player for you. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, that's a term I coined a lot of years ago. I call the guy a show-me player because that means I believe he's got it in him, but he hasn't put that performance on tape recently. Well, that's my deal with Kenny Galladay. We know he had two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons and a Pro Bowl appearance with the Lions, and he's still young enough and healthy enough to make that happen again. So, Kenny Galladay, you are now a show-me player. Show me that you are a wide receiver one because the Giants need you to be. And I'm not going to rush to judgment until I see him in a regular season game. Okay. All right. Well, then that's going to be the case then. The regular season, week one, Tennessee Titans, our wide receivers starting will be who? Our tight end will be who? And who's right behind them? What's it going to be? Then I'll let you answer that for me. Because well, I'm assuming, I like- I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a three wide receiver set. So it's going to be Galladay, <laughs> Shepard, and a oh boy, I guess I'll say. Uh, yeah, be safe it- and say Robinson yeah, because I, we don't know about Tony. Yeah, well, I was going to say, well, we could, we would, it's, I would say Galladay and Wandell, and then it's either Shepard or Tony, one or the other. I'd, I'll say Shepard just for the hell of it. And then I think you have Bellinger as your starting tight end. Okay. All right. And that, all right. All right. Well, we'll that, that's where we're, at, we're going to be going with. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank all you, right. Rick. That's it. Bye-bye. Appreciate the call. Paul, you no, agree Brian, with that? Yeah. I mean, I think I think it, it, it's going to be Shepard with uh, with Robinson and Galladay. I, I got a feeling the way that Dable hesitated today, again, yeah. Tony getting better, yeah. but not 100% to where he was willing to commit him for week one. I'm starting to think now that maybe Tony won't be ready for the Titans game. I, I've thought along what he would be, and now I'm not so sure. I will add one other thing, though, See, now, see this is why we need Lance on the show to do his Brian Dable injury explanation yes, uh, reading. the translation. Yeah, we, we, we don't have him today. It's a shame. We don't. We're lost. I, I will add this about <laughs> Galladay, John. If Galladay catches five balls for 65 yards opening day against the Titans— that won't necessarily be a set of spectacular numbers, but I want to know the value of those catches. Do they get first downs? Do they convert third downs? Um, do they put the Giants in scoring position? Is one of them for a touchdown? The value of his catches against Tennessee is going to be more important than his final numbers for me. And by the way, if you average five for 65 over a 17-game season, that's 85 catches for 1,100 yards. Yeah, which is really good. Right. So, yeah, I mean, 
Look, we have to see it. And the Giants, look, I'm the one on the show that said three months ago that he was like my most indispensable player for the Giants offense. So trust me, I understand how important he is. I'm not downplaying that at all. It's very important. But the question is, can they figure, can can he be that go-to guy for Daniel Jones on the outside that can win one-on-one in condensed spaces, right? Because that's why you want the big guy, Paul, right? You line up the big guy as the X-wide receiver on the short side of the field where there's not a lot of space and he has to get open in short areas because of his size and strength. Can he and win down the field? Can he do that? Because the safety's helping on the other side because it's the wider side of the field. Can he do that? That's it, man. We'll see. Make a play for your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I give those numbers, John, because it would be easy if the Giants, let's say, are getting hammered by Tennessee. Right. And he catches three passes for 45 of those yards on that final drive because it's garbage time. Again, his totals aren't going to be important to me. I want to know the value of his catches. That's what's going to tell me if Kenny Galladay is stepping up to be the guy they need him to be. 201-939-4513. Final call of the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, it's John from Cape Cod. How are you? What's going on? Good to hear you from you guys. We've had a lot of trouble with the with the app all week. Um, We've been up quick, on the app all week since it came back up on last Monday. Now, while I was using the computer to get up on one, the other one, the, the, I was getting a fast busy or nobody was picking it up. There was a lot of strange stuff going on with my cell phone. Oh, anyway, okay. it took about five took about five times to get through today, but I'm glad I did because I try and get the days when... Uncle Paul is on because it is. It's, please, hey. please, John, please don't do history stuff today. Please. Okay. I'm just glad he called me an uncle instead of great Gran- grandpa. Grandpa, right? Yeah, exactly. Good call. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the grandpa, Paul. So I, I just, I just wanted to tell you one thing, and maybe you can look it up and vet it for me. With the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, it, Jim Patton. What have, no, 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 no. No, John, we're not doing history okay. stuff today. Okay. We've got to cut okay. down to 53 okay. tomorrow. Okay. Let's stay on topic, please. Will do. Thank you. The, uh, I'm glad you guys are on the same page with Roche because watch the game yesterday and watch on replay. All he does is show up and make plays. Um, I thought... I thought Breda looked sluggish, but you guys have seen a lot more of them than I do, so time will tell. I just hope they hang on to Brightwell because I like the way he performs. You thought he looked anyway, sl- yeah, no, no, real quick, John, you thought he looked sluggish running the ball? Yeah. Okay. I did. I, I thought he, he just wasn't hitting the hole on time and, and uh Brightwell seemed to just be a lot more energized for whatever reason. I don't know, you know who the level of competition was on the other side of the line, but this time of year you just can't tell. Anyway, I hope Roche makes it through the cuts, and I'm very happy that Stills got his shot. I'm sorry the way it happened, but I saw him last year. I was really happy that they were able to save him to the taxi squad. I think he could be a real sleeper on the Giants this year. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Hey, you too, John. Thanks for the call, man. Always, always good to hear from you. How can Sills be a sleeper if he's been around for three years in the practice squad? <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, no, right? No. I mean, the guy's been around for a while. I, I, I kind of think that that eliminates him from sleeper context. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And we should mention, neither one of us had Slayton on the roster, Paul. I think they'll try to make a trade there um, yeah. at some point. And I, I, I don't think that's a Darius Slayton being a good football player thing. I, because I think he's... I think he's a good enough football player to be on this roster. I just think they need that money. Well, it's two and a half million bucks that they certainly could use under their cap. And then on top of that, John, he's had two straight years of injury-riddled seasons where he's underachieved and been inconsistent. He's been inconsistent again during the course of the summer, and none of these guys have any loyalty ties to him where they could give him the benefit of the doubt. You put all those things in a, in a pot – and you know what happens. It cooks, and the soup says this is what it says. Um, and I, I just think it looks very bleak for, for Slayton to stay on this team. Giant fans, don't forget, if you want a Giant suite, 
for the 2022 season. You'll have a chance to premiere, uh, enjoy a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games and World Club concerts in 2022. Limited full season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. We start a few minutes late, Paul, so we'll go a couple minutes past 4 o'clock okay. here. Um, just a couple things around the league I wanted to bring up. How about that Brian Robinson thing, man? Just awful, huh? Oh no, terrible. Yeah, I, I think I think the the details that came out this morning once in the lower leg and and then in in the old rear end is is my understanding where the yeah, two shots. but uh, you know they always tell you like in a situation like this, it's where do you get hit? Of course. And thank God for him that he wasn't hit in a place four or five inches in a different direction because then it could have been really terrible. And last I checked, there's absolutely no timetable in terms of when he could be back. But I think I saw one report where they think he could uh, be back at some point this season. Yes, I did see that from uh, ESPN. And he was a guy, quite frankly, that looked like he was going to take over the first and second down running back role from Antonio Gibson. Uh, He was emerging as a potential starter. Yeah, he certainly could have. Um, he's he's quite the player. I mean, I don't think anybody would dispute that. We all knew coming out he would be one of the top running backs drafted. Yeah, so. good, powerful, between the tackles, mm-hmm. Paul Dottino, power back. Feagles love Robinson. Rob- Robinson was a Feagles guy this year. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I wasn't so much on top of, uh, of him because – uh, I thought the Giants, they had the Barkley, and they needed a mixture of other guys. So uh, I was not after the Giants to draft him. No, 100%. Um, report coming out recently, and remember, all these teams are trying to figure stuff out now, the 53-man coming up. Tom Pelissero re- reporting that the Steelers have received trade calls on Mason Rudolph, but they've been reluctant to deal him. Uh, he's $3 million this year, and they would, would like to have him on the roster, even if he's the third stringer behind Trubisky and Pickett. That seems crazy to me. <laughs> You're spending $3 million on a third-string quarterback? Mm. That's a that lot. That seem a little beefy, huh? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit beefy, Paul. Especially the uh, way Kenny Pickett's looked this, this offseason. You know, I, I'll tell you something, John. There's there's such a, a crop of borderline quality backup quarterbacks in this league. I know what we were talking about earlier with Davis Webb, and, boy, he has had a really great preseason is there any chance in the world that somebody actually takes a shot at him if if the Giants, you know, try to pass him onto the practice squad? I don't necessarily know that he would go. Uh, I know how he feels about the organization and how he feels about Dable and Shane. Again, I, I think, he, you know, you have the right to decline. You don't have to go. Remember, he doesn't go through waivers, right? Right, right. So right. that's what I'm saying. He, he doesn't, Someone offers him a free agent deal, he doesn't have to go. Correct. He doesn't have to sign it. He could just say, you know what, I decided I, I, I just don't want to do I mean, it. So few teams are keeping three quarterbacks now. I mean, would a team – it's so hard to bring in a quarterback this late in the game as your primary backup to have him learn your system. I would say I agree. Not. That's why I don't think he's going to, to escape. I don't think he's going anywhere. But, my God, you could make an argument that he was like all pro August, couldn't you? Yeah, no question. Uh, let's take a look. A couple other things. Ian Rappaport's reporting. Two offensive linemen that could be on the trade market here. Bears offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, who they traded up uh, last year to draft. I liked him coming out of the draft as an offensive tackle, but so far he has not done as well as they would have liked. And then the Raiders, there was reports that they might just release Alex Leatherwood, their first-round lineman they drafted that. last year outright. Um, I never really loved him as a tackle prospect. I saw him as more of a guard, mm-hmm. and they've tried him in both spots, and it hasn't mm-hmm. worked out. And I know this front office didn't draft him, and I know Josh McDaniels is from the Belichick school where it's more, you know, bail earlier rather than later, even on high draft picks. You know that. You know, they yep. don't those, – those Patriots, they, they will dump you after two years if, if, if they don't think they you can play. It doesn't matter where they drafted you. So he could potentially be on the trade market as well. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what went wrong there. I agree with you. I wasn't quite as high on him as a lot of other people, but at the same time, uh, I don't think there's any doubt that somebody, even if this falls, you know, falls through, somebody else is going to look at him. Now, if they don't get a trade, he's definitely going to get claimed. Someone's going to someone's going to oh, take a chance. Yeah, someone will say, "Yeah, we want to, you know, try to work with him and, and update him. I mean, Alabama guy with that size? Yeah, forget you it. Know, you know someone's going to take a chance on him. So it remains to be seen. But I I would love to know what exactly went wrong there. Because sometimes it's not necessarily 
the player. Sometimes it really does have to do with the coaching. Sometimes yeah. there was something else involved. There could be all kinds of intangibles why a guy doesn't work out. Uh, Broncos punter Sam Martin is being released today. He was a top five punter statistically last year. Um, and said Broncos all-time record for net punting. Um, he tried to get him to take a pay cut. He declined. So there's a chance he might end up somewhere too as teams try to find their best uh, special teamers here. And by the way, as long as you mentioned punters, John, I owe J.B. Gillen an apology. Uh, I did not think he had a very good offseason when he first got here. And since training camp started at the end of July, his arrow has been pointing straight up yeah, he's been through good. the roof. Yeah, he's been good in games, too. Through the roof. Talk about a guy who totally turned around my opinion of him. I, I He has probably the largest ascension of any player in the last three and a half weeks for me. All right, Paul. Good times. Yes, sir. I thought about moving the time for Big Blue Kickoff tomorrow, but uh, based on what Brian Dable said today, I'm hoping we're going to have the cuts before practice, which would be way before 4 o'clock when the deadline comes. So we'll be at 3 tomorrow. If we get the cuts at the top of the show, we'll talk about them then. If they don't come out until closer to 4, we'll stand a little bit later to discuss them, and we'll go from there. For Paul Dottino, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us on today's episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll see you next time, everybody. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.